Welcome back to a special episode of Third, Part- Third Party Controller Podcast. Uh, I'm not your normal host, but I am Nick from Bits and Pieces. Last week, you got a little a little taste of Metal Gear. And so this week, we're going to be looking at the rest of the series, Metal Gear um, 3 Snake Eater, Guns of the Patriots, and The Best is Yet to Come, um, Ground Zeroes, and uh, Phantom Pain. Um, so I'll hand it off to Jesse, and here we go. Yeah, thanks, Nick, for helping me out with that intro to the... <laughs> To this podcast, um, we're next. We're going to be talking about Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater. At the height of the Cold War, America's greatest agent, a woman known only as the Boss, defects to the Soviet Union. At the same time, an extremist named Colonel Volgan fires an American-made portable nuclear missile at the Soviet Design Bureau sparking an international incident. In order for America to clear its name and avoid World War III, the boss's last apprentice, a man named Jack, and codename Naked Snake, is dispatched by the Special Forces Unit Fox to assassinate the woman who taught him everything. The CIA had chosen Snake to assassinate the boss since he was her last apprentice, and that if he failed, both he and Zero were to be executed. With the United States reputation on the line and two nations on the verge of World War III, Snake was sent back to the Soviet Union in order to eliminate the boss and her Cobra unit and rescue Nikolai Sokolov once more. Additionally, he was tasked with eliminating Volgan and the threat posed by the nuclear-armed Shagohod. In exchange for America's cooperation in eliminating the boss and Volgan, the KGB also supplied the Fox unit with one of their communication satellites, as well giving them contact with Adam and Eve, the codenames of two NSA agents who had defected to the Soviet Union in September 1960. Specifically, Adam had infiltrated the ranks of the GRU and would also supply Snake with an escape route as soon as the mission was accomplished. Now this one's a special one because this is actually one that we all played. Not just me, Nick, and or Bethel and Joe, but everyone from Miggy. Hi. Everyone. But uh, you know what? I want to give it to I want to give it to Miggy. He's the one who hasn't has the least conversation in this podcast so far. But Miggy, what did you think of Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater? Well, it was a great game. Um, they had really creative bosses in that uh, installment of the Metal Gear series Uh, I think my favorite would probably be hmm I don't really have a favorite I guess well sorry what what did you like about the story that that one battle the one with with the spider dude you got stuck on him, remember? Where you had to use the thermal balance? Oh, yeah. Uh, that was a really hard battle. Uh, I remember I was trying to use the tranquilizer, and eventually I just said F it and pulled out the AK-47. That was... No. Story-wise, it's a... Uh, what? Prequel? To uh, everything. everything. The beginning. In the beginning. 
Yeah. <laughs> this is so awkward. <laughs> I was just going to say. Leave that all he, in. He had to pull out his AK, so obviously it wasn't, it wasn't a good a day. day. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> no, this was a... Uh, for me, one of this was one of my favorite Metal Gear Solid games, number three. Not including the first one. The first one was like really, it was amazing. But um, this one starts off a little bit differently with Snake, who's introduced as Naked Snake, which is Big Boss from, okay, it's going to get really confusing, Big Boss from the later games of Metal Gear Solid, but you're playing as Big Boss as Snake. And Boss's mentor, a female soldier named the Boss. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, you find out throughout the series, even especially in Metal Gear Solid, that Solid Snake is actually a clone of Big Boss. Solid Snake and Liquid Snake are both clones of Big Boss. And then pretty much this is the beginning of his story. Um, you find out more about his mentor, the Boss, their training. And she ends up double-crossing the United States and joining the Russians. So, um, yeah, this was probably one of, like, the best Metal Gear Solid games. Um, everything from the bosses to even the story. And we'll get closer, we'll get more into what that story was and how it ends. But this brought in a whole different type of style to Metal Gear Solid. You had the survival techniques you had to learn. Um, you had to eat food or anything around you from the animals, finding rations, but even compared to rations in the game where that would completely fill your health, sometimes the rations in this game would e not even fill up anything because you had to worry about your stamina, your health. Um, if you didn't eat any food, you would be holding like weapons and it, you'd be shaky. You couldn't aim perfectly. Yeah, you had to do the yeah the camo. The food would go bad. The food would go bad. Yeah, because yeah, it was timed. Through it, food would go bad. Um, and using your surroundings and changing your your outfits to blend in with the environment. But that that was like yeah huge step compared to like Metal Gear Solid Two and Metal Gear Solid. But um, yeah, it probably had some of the best boss fights in that game too compared to to Metal Gear Solid. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I loved it because I, I was already on the Metal Gear hype train at that point. The train had left the building, and I was on it. Um, but what, what I definitely loved is that, like, it, it hit all the hype points. The trailer that showed Snake running through the fire, the it, it showed him, you know, hiding from enemies and stuff with his camo. It's like, that all panned out. Maybe not the, the way we wanted it to, but it definitely, the mechanics were there. They were solid. It was fun. Um, they were it, 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 yeah, they were all funny. It was it was it was a great it was a great game and then the boss yeah the boss fights were just like so intuitive uh the, are we doing boss fights now or are we waiting let's do boss fights now yeah the yeah. end you probably love the end oh, now yeah, Beto yeah, yeah. man the oh my god the end I couldn't beat it I ended up like saving once and then I I, re I reloaded the save and he died and I told Jesse I'm like he's dead <laughs> he just fell over in his fucking chair or uh what what he does he sends you to jail if you wait a, if you wait under the amount of days. You end up in the prison. Yeah. If you wait over the amount of days, he just falls. He, like, snake pokes him, and he falls over, and you're yeah. like... He'll also right. fall asleep if you leave the, the game on, right? Or something yeah, if you leave the game like on, yeah. he starts falling asleep. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's so... It's so great. That, like... it, it Because it, it does it all based off your system's time. You know, there, it's it's time-sensitive. The food... Um, you can uh what the the other subtle nuances that I didn't... I didn't... I never noticed, but if you, like, destroy their food stores... 
um, you, it's easier to trick the guards by throwing food in front of them, and then they'll go eat it. So if you throw bad food at them, they'll get sick. Oh, hmm. um, but they won't ever eat the food if you never destroyed their food stores. If you, uh, if you destroy their armories with all the ammo and stuff, um, they take less shots at you because they supposedly has less ammo. Conserving, yeah. yeah, and I'm like, that's so I, neat. I, I didn't know that stuff I could happen. Just finding this out <laughs> now. There's fucking, there's, in this era, there's games that don't even come close to that complexity. Uh, no, and there's crazy. just little things. It's like, you never need to do that. But you can if you want. It just yeah. adds that thing. And it, it makes sense because what would have Big Boss have done while he's running through is he's like, man, I should make him have less yeah. food. Yeah. And it's just, it makes so much sense. And then, like, just all these all these battles and then just the graphical performance of that time. It was just like the fire was just like, whoa, you know, yeah. it's like all those effects. It was just a great, great Find experience. the fury and all that stuff. Yeah. Funny. That was fun. Um, Anybody else? I'd, one thing that uh, I remember the first time I played it against the end, I, I was it was just really intense for me because I, I was trying to find them. It was kind of hard to find them because I didn't, I didn't know how to play it yet. And then uh, you'd kind of... <laughs> You'd be like kind of sneaking up on somebody because you think he'd be somewhere, and then he he what would he do when he would uh he'd come up behind you? The like, end? Yeah, he would say something and then wouldn't he go like this is the or something? End. I just remember yeah, like, he'd like like he'd shoot you or like, something. No, it it would be louder compared oh, okay. to like oh because if you use the um what was that the, thing the to mic- pick up sound? The microphone. I don't remember the microphone. The virtual microphone. Like, you would hear it, you would hear him, yeah, you could hear him but breathing. then sometimes you wouldn't use it, and if you heard him loud, you like, freak out, because he was right behind you. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was like, would yeah, you, that was would shoot you or, I just remember him being behind me and just, like, he jumping he and scaring, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That game to play with surround sound. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, real quick, um, if it wasn't, I've, I've, I've thought about this a lot, um, if it wasn't for Metal Gear Solid 3 when it came out, I think I would have taken a pretty long break on video games because during that time when when Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater came out, Halo Two was out, I believe that September. Later in October, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas came out. Um, played um, Halo Two, you know, and it, everyone knows the ending to that was just not really an ending; it just kind of ended. Um, Played Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and just I wasn't feeling that game. Like, it, <laughs> it was like a chore to play sometimes. It, yeah, it was. It was pretty. Uh, I just wasn't that into it. And after playing Grand Theft Auto, I was like, I don't, I don't know, man. I'm spending fifty bucks on these games. I have the Xbox and I have the PS2 and spending all this money and I'm not having fun with games. But you know, Metal Gear Three is coming out next month. I'll just pick that up and I think I'll be done. You know. And if it wasn't for that game and that huge turning point for me was actually playing the end and you find out through the codec calls that you have to snipe him and you have to go to areas and find him, I freaked out. I remember running out of my room and going to my dad and be like, oh, I'm going to have to snipe Ujago. Oh, and you got to find him, dad. You know, and he's just like looking at me like, what are you, what are you talking about? Okay, fine. But everything that was in that game, like how complex it was, all the detail, everything, that's what made me fall back in love with games. Because after a while, just games, you're, you're spending, like, this time I was older, I had a job, I was spending my own money, and I noticed that money, like, oh, that's really important because you're just wasting your money away. It was a time, too, where games, for me, were didn't have that 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 polish, and, and Metal Gear Solid 3 was very polished and had it could have been the same thing as two 
but it wasn't. It was different. So if it wasn't for three, I probably would have stopped playing games for a while. I, I probably would have picked it up again, but I probably would have dropped games for a good, good long, good, good time, good long time. So, yeah. So for me, I started. <clears throat> that's the first game I really, truly started with, and um, <clears throat> I had, I've always kind of fluctuated in and out of games. I, I played some games I didn't. I, I was kind of heavy into games at this point because it was right. It was uh. PS3 was already out. It was already announced. So I was like, all right, I need, I need to go back and play these games because you know I, you know Metal Gear Solid 4 looked real cool. I was like, I need to, I need to go play three. And I, I started it. And um, <clears throat> first time I played it, I was like, all right, so, you know you, that opening cutscene. You're like, all right, you're in, and then they let you loose. And I was like, fuck, man. I was. It was just for me. It's kind of like you. It's like that. Because I was, I think at that time I was playing games, but I was like, eh, I could go months without playing or eh, yeah, yeah. something, whatever. And I, but I was like, fuck, this is awesome. Like for me, it was um, those boss battles. Every almost every one of them were just fucking amazing. The fury, the so- uh, the sorrow. No one even brings up the sorrow, but the fucking sorrow thing was just yeah, the sorrow so, was yeah. cool, so, uh, cool. You know, and it counting like whoever you killed or how that all went, oh, and yeah. you'd see yeah. them. I was like, fuck, man, that's so weird. Um, and then um, the end again, like you said, I was like, fuck, man, that was such a great uh, battle and so different from everything else that you're used to. You know, just, you know, generally, like, I got to hit the boss X amount of times, and that's it. No, this was nothing. It really wasn't like that. It was, it was... Um, strategy to it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and um, just playing through that. I, I've never... One thing that it was crazy, I've never been a big fan of the whole uh, first-person mode in, in, in the older games. You know, you know how you... Oh, you would just, it, like, hit triangle, and yeah, then you just go first-person real quick. Yeah, you get that shot. Yeah. It always felt really awkward to me. Um <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and um, you know, this was I guess I think I, at that point I'd, I had played some of of uh, I played a little bit of uh, the second game, Metal Gear Solid Two, mm-hmm. and I didn't like that. And I played it, and so I so I never played it again. And yeah. I think that's what happened with me. So going into three, just it, everything else going on with the game, just I didn't care anymore. I was like, fuck, I'll play it. It doesn't matter anymore. It, it just that game. The, the controls, I don't know, I don't, don't want to say the controls could have been shitty and I would have played through it, but just everything else going on was so fucking awesome mm-hmm. that I, I was like, I'll play this, I don't care. And, and I eventually got good at it and, you know, I went back and played too and, you know, it wasn't a problem anymore. But, um, yeah, to me, that was the hype, you know, for it being my first game, it's still the, of the Metal Gear series for me that I actually played all the way through. It's the high point. It, it'll always be the high point. When I fucking replayed it, on the HD remaster and I looked at it the first thing I thought to was like fuck this looks really good still yeah. and all they did was just up the they really didn't it wasn't a whole like remake Yeah. they just you know they, the HD um, they just remastered it in HD and I was like fuck this thing still holds up really really well like it looks so good and just, you know it just uh, it's a uh, it's like a tribute to, to, to the company you know to Kojima to you know for them to be able to make a game like that that even you know this many years afterwards still looked that good yeah and played great and played different and all these options like um you know all these different things you could do the the camo which at times could get a little it was you had a lot of options but it was pretty straightforward for the most part yeah but you know it was still just you know that game for me was got me back in like fuck you know i I want more games like this Mm -hmm. and um now, I remember playing that and being, I'm so fucking ready for the fourth one. <laughs> I yeah. was just so excited. I was like, I want to play the fourth yeah. one. Now. 
the the funny part about that game is it's so quirky. It's like um, it it's got so many little weird Kojima like Japanese things. It's so funny. It's like like uh, we were talking about it yesterday. The calorie mates. It yeah, was just yeah. like yeah. oh, this fucking you know, and Snake's just like what's a calorie mate? And then paramedics like oh yeah, there's these there's these little things and they're like a little cookie that <laughs> helps you lose weight. And he's like um okay and then she's like eat it it's good and then he's just like this is good give me more <laughs> you know it's just it, it's like little little things like that made the game so humorous and like in its own way and so good and you know or just some of the conversations like you pick up um you could pick up uh, i think it was the choco chip camo and then you talk to sigant and then it would be like pseudo racism like he'd be like choco chip have you ever picked that one up no. okay so you find the choco chip um one and it all it is is like it's uh it's like desert storm camo and snakes like why would i ever want brown camo <laughs> and then and then it's like it plays out like that it's really funny and that's yeah. just it's one of those things you don't even need that camo the camera does nothing it's like there is never a texture that you would need that mm-hmm. and it's it's so funny that there's so many little things the, all the little ducks right where they duck no they're little frog mm, right frogs, the frog yeah, yeah. The, frogs, the frogs you yeah. could shoot but there would be no ducks were in the fourth yeah and just like little fun little quirks like that made that yeah. game so complete because it was this serious thing but also when you went to replay it a there were a bunch of little things that made it fun yeah, yeah. and it never lost its its quirkiness yeah. and that was always so fun and i like that there was the ability to do things that just seemed like there was stuff out of order like you could actually kill was it the end that you could kill early on yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. killed the end yeah. Yeah. yeah you could yeah and, and and it would just it would just you know, sometimes you oh that's you a glitch. Skip that. But no, they gave yeah. you that fucking option. Yeah, they gave you the, the option to kill him yeah, before, so you didn't have to deal with them whatsoever. Yeah, it just uh, really cool to see stuff like it be even though well, it really wasn't an open-ended game. There were those options that yeah. were open-ended. It was really cool. He uh, Kojima, like you said, Bethel earlier, he breaks the fourth wall a lot, and it, he does make it quirky and just like very silly. He doesn't take himself too serious. A lot of people like to take, sometimes in any type of business, movies, video games, a lot of people love to be magicians and take this super serious. Did you say magician? (laughs) Yes, magician. Uh, I thought that's what I thought I heard. But, uh, yeah, no, I I mean, those are the great things about Metal Gear. Um, But, I mean, to end, like, three, I think, like, one of my favorite parts was, I think the best character was the boss. Yes. Yeah. She, Yeah. She was, like, the best part of it. You finding out later in the game that she really didn't double cross. She d- she didn't really switch sides and abandon the United States. Maybe so mad. Yeah, gut wrenching. Like fuck. And then that moment where you have to fight her at the end, and 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 Snake is hesitant to fight her. And at that time, as a player, that I remember being very upset and I wanted to beat her. But even at that last moment where you have to actually oh, in-game yeah, pull yeah. that trigger to kill yeah. her. You hesitate. And then you think it's just the cinema and it's going to happen. And then the black bars just... And that's, again, that's another fourth wall breaking. Just kind of, like, disappears. Just, like, shh. And you realize that you have yeah, to pull that trigger. It's you in the moment. Yeah. And then that was the great thing about playing it on the PlayStation because it had those pressure-sensitive buttons. Yeah. You didn't just hit it and it would shoot. You'd hit it. And then you'd have to let go of the button, and then it would shoot. Yeah. And then she, you you killed her, and then you're like, okay, I feel bad for killing her, but you did double cross everybody. <laughs> and then you find out from nope. Eva that she actually had to die to prove the United States innocence against from Russia because of a nuclear bomb that uh, Volgan ended up shooting. 
So the only way they can prove their innocence was to have her apprentice, Snake, have him kill her. Which so makes, she, and then which makes it all now, now you understand why he did what he did or why he yeah. did right. You just like fuck. You man. understand. Well, yeah, what he what he was doing. Why he like, became why a he terrorist. became who he was. Or, yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, it's that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, that game was intense. There's another game. I was just uh, just bringing it up that 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 moment where you talk about um, with the the gun where you have to kill her. Um, I'd only ever actually seen that in one other game, like something like that. And I don't know if it was before or after. It was probably after they probably, they took it. <laughs> probably, now that they go to, they ripped it off from him. It was, uh, it was, there's an anime. It can't, I don't know if it started as a game or if it, it was a game first and then it became an anime. Gungrave? I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, guy carries a coffin. <laughs> He's got guns. I remember Gungrave. He uses yeah. the... It's you would think that, yeah? <laughs> so, yeah. But he actually uses the... He drags this... He's like undead and drags his fucking coffin around and he actually uses the coffin as a weapon. And you get to this... At the very end of the game, it's got a, a similar... So it stays yeah, there and you have to push, pull the trigger to kill the guy. Except this guy's an asshole, so it was okay. <laughs> well, moving on to the next game would be Metal Gear Solid 4 Guns of the Patriots. In 2014, the world is in chaos. The war economy plunging the world into never-ending battle. This fuels the need for private military companies, the five largest of which, together, rivaling the power of the entire United States Army, are owned by a single mother company, Outer Haven, with Liquid Ocelot at the helm. Liquid Ocelot, a fusion of the consciousness of Liquid Snake and the body of Revolver Ocelot, is once again set on world domination. Solid Snake, now also referred to as Old Snake, due to his advanced accelerated aging, is dispatched to assassinate Liquid Ocelot as a personal favor to Roy Campbell. In Metal Gear Solid 4, The Guns of the Patriots, in this one, we're back from 1964 with, like, the start of Big Boss becoming Big Boss, and we're back to Solid Snake. It's years later after the Big Shell, and in this one, due to Snake being a clone of Big Boss, he's accelerating in age. So where he would be probably around his 40s, he looks like he's in his 80s, close to his 90s, like old. Um, and in this one, pretty much the entire world has a type of military essence to it. Different factions, different areas. And now that they're their own kind of group philanthropy, that's where him and Otacon from Metal Gear Solid pretty much team up to stop Metal Gear. And yeah, this Metal Gear Solid 4 was what a was title. The term? It was like private... PMC, yeah. The PMCs, yeah, yeah. PMCs. Mm-hmm. And this is all, yeah, yeah. Talking about the PMCs, all of them were soldiers that just genetically were altered to feel like no pain, kind of work in a certain formation. And nano machines. Yeah, nano machines. And it just brought up all this stuff that from Metal Gear, even going back to, you know, Snake Eater, all these themes about military controlled soldiers all the soldiers were controlled easily and um you had liquid ocelot which was 
Ocelot taking control, or no, I'm sorry. It was actually Liquid taking control of Ocelot through his prosthetic hand, or through the cut hand that he had changed to Liquid. But yeah, um, Metal Gear Solid 4, going through that one again, playing through it. For the 20th time? For the 20th time, yeah. Um, I'd have to say that's kind of, because I think I played it, I ended up playing that one a lot because I was trying you can earn Drebin points in that game from collecting games I thought the only way to get the stealth camo and the ultimate ammo was to buy it through Drebin points because at that time no one said that you can all you had to do was not get captured or get seen or I think you had to you had to find all the little ducks yeah I, no it wasn't you no. didn't have to do any of that um. you couldn't get seen and then I forget what ultimate ammo was but it was two easy things to do that you can do in one game if you were used to it um, I played that game probably about eight to nine times. So when I finally figured out how you were to get the stealth camo, I knew that game in and out. I didn't even need the stealth camo. I didn't need infinite ammo because I knew how to get through that whole game without it. So I would kind of say like four is not my least favorite, but I don't look forward to playing that one again. But I do enjoy the actual... 45 minute cutscenes you get after every act. That's like my favorite. There was a message in there though, Jesse. Like you reached for that pot of gold, and then when you reached it, you were like, you know what? I don't need it anymore. I don't need this pot of gold. I can do it on my own. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, in in retrospect, for me, um, I feel like this is where they just kind of went off the rails. Not in, a, not in a completely bad way. Like, I mean, it was, it was still fucking Metal Gear. It was fun. Um, was it the was it the B&B Corpse? Yeah, yeah. Beauty, Beauty and Beast Corpse. Corpse. You know, it was, um, it was still fun fights. 45-minute um, cutscenes. <laughs> it was um, just for me, after playing 3 and playing this one, I guess at the time when I played it, I was like, fuck, this, is a, this looks amazing, and yeah, I enjoy it. But... I never really had much of an urge to go back. I did play it again, and then when I played it again, I was like, oh, this is, this is still cool, but, I mean, it's it, to, for me, even though I, I like it, it paled in comparison to um, Snake Eater. I just couldn't mm-hmm. get over that whole, you know, I was like, eh, it's not Snake Eater. <laughs> and uh, there was fun moments in the game. The boss battles and were, were cool, and, um, and uh, it just felt over, I guess what's the word, overindulgent, just too much. At, at, at yeah. times where it was just like I don't know if it was the point and I, I think someone said at one point it was, that was point part of the point he was trying to I guess push out there Kojima was about it just being you know everyone wanting more and more and yeah. more throughout their games yeah so um, except if it was fucking I get it <laughs> good job <laughs> <laughs> but as far as the game in whole as, as a whole it just um, it was a good experience it was a good if, if there was ever a game at that time to be like your technical showcase of, of your uh, PS3, I was fucking, it was that game. Um, I appreciated not having to hit the triangle anymore to go into the... It felt more like a regular shooter. There was there were elements of yeah. the control scheme I, I enjoyed because I had gotten used to it, but I still never really liked it. I was like, oh, fuck, thank God. I don't have to do that anymore. Um, but um, all in all, I'd say it's, it's, it's a good game. It's a good game. Uh, but, you know, Snake Eater still tops for me yeah now uh, now on the on the control thing i thought that was that was actually really cool because that was like the first 
change of control scheme that it was actually a little more modern less like contorting yeah. your fingers all over the place playing <laughs> twister with yourself um it was like you you actually it actually kind of made sense you know with the modern games at that time and and metal gear's always been like a, a technical showcase for each console it comes on because even metal gear 4 still holds up i mean yeah, i would still really i nice. would yeah, yeah. say it's that one and last of us but look last of us came at the end of that generation yeah, and yeah. metal gear 4 came really? a few years into it yeah. but it still was like dang you know, it took the whole Blu-ray, uncompressed audio. You know, it was the game was a technical marvel at the time. It was amazing. It was a whole dual-layer Blu-ray too. Yeah, it was like 50, fifty gigs. gigs. Yeah. yeah, I remember it would take. Uh, I remember after each chapter, it would take like fucking ten minutes <laughs> so, to, to like, install the next one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You just couldn't at once. Like, Fuck, and man. it was it was insane. And then it was like, why is it on an Xbox? It's like, do you want nine nine DVDs or, or <laughs> what? It's like. It couldn't have been a straight port. There would have been seven, no way. Seven point five. I think it was seven point five on one dual layer DVD. Yeah. So you you need, need a, quite a few really, of them. That would be crazy. that'd be that would suck. But what was neat is that it was it still even though it wasn't Snake Eater, it still kept some of the li- little like I- immersion things. Um, I I I played it once and then I played it again once I got it and then I played it one more time when it had trophies when the trophy support got patched in. Yeah. Played it one more time to get trophies. Now. During that last playthrough, I noticed that there was an option. It said um, codec audio, and I never understood it. So I turned on my my headset, and you could pipe Otacon's audio through your ear I and answer that. the codec with your with oh, the button. I did that. And I yeah. thought that was so Wait, neat. What? Okay, so you had, do you have a Bluetooth headset? Yeah. Okay, so just st- start the game and choose to send the codec audio through that. And whenever it rings, it goes beep beep, and then comes in your ear. And you push the button to answer it. How'd you Je- not know this? Jesse's not going to play it an eighth or ninth time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we play it for like a, what, 23rd time? Uh. Yeah, and it's like that. I thought I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I was like, this is so neat. And it was actually really cool because you could just play it. And it would come through your ear and it'd be kind of, it'd be, you know, one of those neat things. It would still have to go through the menu to answer the call. So it wasn't like you could just play it and push the button, but yeah. it was, it was really neat. Um, and, and little moments like that, and yeah, it had it had definitely a lot more low points than some of the other games. Like we're like, oh, jokes. just a slog, you some know. Some of the jokes, like the or <laughs> the whole subplot of uh, what the hell is the name of the guy? The guy and the girl that ended up falling in love. Like, I always forget their names. Uh, John, Johnny, and Meryl. Otacon. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. And, uh, no, it's um, oh, Akiba. Akiba, there you go. <clears throat> Yeah, the, the, the Akiba. Guy, the guy, that's the guy with the fucking mask on his head for half the game. The one that's Johnny. Like, yeah, Akiba. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just that whole fucking subplot was like, is this really necessary? But that scene. Oh, that scene here. Are you talking about the scene where? Uh, Fucking, they, they're yeah, they're reloading off each other's vax and having that whole conversation. <laughs> that scene was amazing. <laughs> Best scene game. Or in the game, ten out of ten would play again. What What about you, Miggy? What'd you like about it? That's one you played like about four times, right? Yeah, you know, for all the extra stuff. Uh, hmm. I think the one thing I really liked about it was probably the boss battles. I really like the bosses in that game. You should talk about Act Four because since you never played the first game. Right, since you never played through Solid, Act Four is the one where he goes to Shadow Moses. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Moses. Specifically, what do you want me to talk about? Let's talk about a little bit about that. Like not knowing the game, did that catch you up on it? Like the, uh, the conversations that they have, and they just talk about what happened. Yeah, yeah like pretty much in in Act Four. Yeah. In Act Four of Metal Gear Solid Four. <laughs> in Act Four, when they go back to Shadow Moses. Yeah. You not playing the first one on the PlayStation One, like how. 
I mean, did it make sense to you what they were talking about? Were they easily able to make sense of what was going on? I mean, Metal Gear is like, it doesn't make sense a lot of the times, but for you, like, did you get a lot out from that part? Well, I think with a lot of the, like, the calls, Otacon would call you, and then you guys would start talking about, like, stuff from back then. Mm-hmm. Or, like, some of the extra stuff where uh, you're on the helipad, and then you turn your camera angle up, so it's top-down view. They start talking about that. The yeah, all the flashbacks, though. I, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> one of the, I think it was one of the themes of the game was change. You yeah. know, like from you talk about like the controller, you, even just you know how you control the game. I thought it was kind of cool that you go back and you play that whole little sequence. You know, that's felt like Metal Gear Solid One. Yeah. And then when you actually, when you're out of there, or I don't know if it's before or after, but you actually see Shadow Moses now, and it's just a dump. Yeah. And I thought that was pretty. You know, I, it was another kind of like a message, you know, just to go like, you know, things change. The old, you know, it, it becomes obsolete. That the whole um, fucking solid being, you know, the, the, the clone, the, the, the whole idea of him being a clone and him dying sooner than it all. You know, there's a lot of really smart stuff tied in there in all that overindulgence. But um yeah, I actually that when when you brought that up, I was like, I thought about it. I was like, oh, that was actually really cool. Um, what about you, Beto? What was like one thing you really liked about um, Metal Gear Solid Four? Um, that's hard because this is the this is the game that I I didn't play as much as uh, you guys. I played it once, and it took me forever to play it. it when did it come out? Two thousand eight. I think I didn't. I I bought it. I think I bought it the day it came out, and then I didn't finish it until like six years later. <laughs> it took me forever. Um. What what do I like about that game? I don't, I barely remember that game. Mm. Uh, the sneaking through the city that, that was pretty fun. But then I figured out that you gotta you got you could wear your sneaking suit. Yeah, you could wear your kinda, sneaking kinda, suit. Yeah, kind of ruined it after a bit. Wait, if, now like us discussing it and going over four four, they did a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah. Three was was a different change, but it had it had the changes of like the stealth camo and getting your food. And that was it, and you went through the game. But 4 really changed it up a lot of the times. Because sometimes it would be like an on-rail shooter. Because you'd be behind Big Mama's, you know, motorcycle. You would, um, yeah, be behind um, Drebin's big old, like, truck thing and taking out all the gecko. And, yeah, there's so much to that yeah. game. And, and like, um, yeah, like Raiden. You didn't get to play as him. But, yeah, that one, that one's crazy. Yeah, that's actually an interesting an interesting topic to bring up, Jesse. It, it's every act kind of had a different play style to it. You could play each act like a classic Metal Gear game, or each act like a Call of Duty, but it they, each act kind of had a specific way it was trying to make you play the game. Um, like the first the first act, and actually, I remember when I saw the trailer, I thought the whole thing was going to take place in the the Middle Eastern mm-hmm. type level. Uh, I'm glad it didn't because they showcased so much. But it was like, so you play that, and it was like, yeah, you could. It was a nice mix of like sneaking away because there was a gun battle going on a- around you and it's like both of them would turn against yeah. you um you know the pmcs and the rebels and then you start playing through the south south america i think level yeah. um act two and it was like it played a lot like snake eater uh, and i thought that was that was really cool um then you play through act three and it was straight just like detective i thought that was a weird weird point i that felt that would have felt better as a like the beginning of act three as a cutscene. Uh, uh, 45 minute <laughs> uh, but the second part of it you know with the with the boss battle of um, uh, Raven 
Uh, that was cool. Her coming through the buildings and just breaking yeah. shit. That was neat. Uh, Act four played, you know, like a just a remembrance of, of Metal Gear Solid one. Uh, it didn't. It, it it felt really weird because you were just fighting robots the whole time, but it it, it felt really nice and balanced. Um, and then Act five, like totally, like I tried to sneak through it, and then I just said fuck it, and I played it. That was the one where I call out that it was easier for me to play it like a Call of Duty and just shoot everybody. I had so much ammo by that point. It was just like I'm just gonna burn through it and then just get to that door and open it and that's yeah. it and i just played that that act like that that whole beginning um but each had a, like a different playthrough it was kind of trying to showcase like all the different ways that you could play a metal gear game this made you play them in different ways and that yeah. was really cool one of the last the when you bring up the last act that that scene or that part of the game where you're crawling and you have to fucking <laughs> oh, hit the yeah. button like a oh, million times <laughs> could have gone yeah. without that yeah, yeah, yeah. mashing it fucking cramped I was like Jesus fucking Chris how long are you just <laughs> oh man then you had to switch hands yeah you know oh that the the last the fist fight boss battle that was cool yeah, how each each yeah, the uh, the health bar and then the, yeah. the music behind it changed it was I was like, like oh guys. that's awesome yeah yeah no, that final fight with uh, liquid ocelot, liquid ocelot. Oh, okay. yeah liquid snake uh, ocelot, liquid, and then it's a liquid uh, yeah. ocelot. And with this, you know, Kojima ends up doing every time saying it was his last Metal Gear. Like, this one, he did try to fit everything and try to answer everything about it. Because even you find out that ocelot, liquid ocelot, wasn't really anything liquid. That he made himself think that he was liquid to fool the Patriots, which was now an AI system that was run by Zero and yada, yada, yada. All this stuff, which they did fit, and that's why the ending of the game was 45 minutes because then they had to explain to you, this is what really happened. The Patriots weren't actually dead a long time ago. The Patriots were actually Singet, uh, Paramedic, actually Big well, Snake, who was now Big Boss, but, you know, or Big Boss, Major Zero, all that. Then... Zero and Big Boss had a huge fight. They didn't like each other. They were going after each other. All this stuff. But, yeah, he was really trying to tie everything up at the end of 4. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, if you look and when you play through it, and, and going through 4 recently, I did get that feeling that he did want to end there. That he, he was done with this. That he was done with the series. But I think going on to now our next game, I think he just had wanted to flesh out more of who Big Boss was. The detective part pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why did, why, did, why did it piss you off me? Just because, like, I would, like, the dude, I would lose him because he'd get caught, and then I have to go find another guy. Oh, you but had, I you know where wait, the building right? is. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. You had to, yeah. <laughs> it's that. like, it felt, but I know where the building is. It felt out of place when you actually yeah. play the game and everything. Like, you're just kind of like, eh. it's a cool idea. I just kind of see him like follow the, someone around. The, it, it was a good idea, but the actual execution of it yeah. wasn't so great. Yeah, you pretty much said what I was gonna say. <laughs> no, sorry. No, no, no. You're not. You I'm got sorry. It. Who was that? The boss fight that were the the girl that was like an octopus. What's her name? Is that was she? Was she laughing like, octopus? She was fun. I like that. That was cool. Yeah. Because they ended up tricking you, and it's like, Snake, I'm over here. And yeah. you're like, what? Yeah, yeah. A lot of that was cool. That was probably the group of bad guys that, like, it wasn't as great yeah. as the other ones, but it was it was still fun to, to fight them. But, I mean, compared to you Snake, know, Eater. Snake Eater and, and Metal Gear Solid, like, 
It's not really that great. There was a lot. Metal Gear Solid 4 is good. There was a lot, but it's still a good game. Mm -hmm. And even playing through it, I enjoy it. But, yeah, I think it didn't... He really hit what I think Kojima wanted. On to the next one, Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker, which originally came out on the PSP, then got ported to the PS3, Xbox, and all kinds of systems for the HD collection. The year is 1974 in Costa Rica. An unknown army of well-equipped soldiers has taken over the defenseless country. The soldiers have also brought along a nuclear warhead labeled Peace Walker to set off their last nuclear warhead for deterrence and demonstrate their power with the perfect deterrent. Big Boss is asked to save the country along with his Militaris San Fronteris soldiers without borders. It is later learned with the soldiers that invaded the country, our rogue CIA unit, as well as the fact that the MSF client, a university for peace professor named Roman Galvez Mena, is actually an agent of the KGB. If Big Boss fights them, then he will become an enemy of America. Eventually, Big Boss and his soldiers would come to be known as the founders of Outer Heaven. But that was one where we go back in time to find Snake, who's now Big Boss, uh, start his Soldiers Without Borders group. Which, uh, do you know what, what the title is in Italian? Um, well, it's in French. It's Militaire Sans Frontier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's just like the Doctors Without Borders. It's just yeah, Soldiers Without Borders. It's just Soldiers Without Borders. So, uh, Games Done Quick should. <laughs> yes! I'm down. Oh, MSF, okay. You raise money for, for Soldiers Without Warriors instead of Doctors Without Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, this is like after everything, after Big, or after the boss dies, um, he starts his own private military group for any country. He's not a, a big boss, doesn't want to associate himself with only one country. He, if it's a country that's in need, he's there. Um, this is where they introduce Master Miller, which is Kaz, and you see their dynamic. And then in this game, that's the great thing about how 3 was, how 4 tried to do, but Peace Walker also did, was just kind of give you a different style of how to play this game. And since Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker was originally on a portable, um, you had to have quick missions. Because if you're on a portable, you don't want to be on it for 45 hours. Even though it's a little bit different here in America, where you're not really... In like in Japan, you're transporting, so you want to take a quick five-minute game. Um, but they made it for a portable, so each you know each mission was five to ten minutes, and you can go through it. And what was really cool about it was it was mission-based. Then you had extra op missions, but you also had the story going through it as well. Like pause, pause works for um, Cipher, who is actually Tom, 
Um, and so like she, she gets introduced as like this girl who's trying to petition for, uh, Costa Rica to, um, hire MSF, but they don't have the money. And then like, she puts on a cute girl act and then big boss is like, we need to help them. So he goes in there and that's how they get tricked into, uh, uncovering the computer that sounds like uh, boss. And then he gets like, Oh, what? You know? And, and yeah, that's, that's all that BS. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they show him a tape that you, you hear the boss talking and and at first you think she's still alive even though even um snake thinks that she's still alive so he takes the mission on hearing her voice but then later on in the game you find out that it's pretty much dr strange love she's a scientist uh makes a computer ai that's pretty much mimicking who she is as a person because she just wants to find out why did you allow snake to kill you why did you allow, why did you defect your country and why did you end up choosing the path you chose and with the ai not being actually the boss couldn't really answer that um but yeah no no, no. i mean was that one you played joe the peace walker i played a little bit of it um I, i've never really been big on the i guess for it, it was a it was kind of a rough transition going from like the play style of all the the, the metal gears i had played to a handheld. To go into a handheld, and I didn't. I played it on um, the HD remaster, so mm-hmm. I, I played a little bit. And I, what I played, it was it was okay, but I just I, the structure, the way it was set up, I just it, it um, I never ended up getting back to finishing it. I played maybe I don't know an hour or two of it to be honest with you, and then I just kind of never. I was like, I'll go back to it. Never did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beto? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, going through quick, the, the, oh. the, the movement uh, felt stiff too it was weird I mean they all felt that way they've all had their, their kind of stiffness yeah. but it felt more stiff than I remember like yeah no it, w- it was stiff because it was it was compensating where like with 4 you had really good movement um, this you couldn't even really crawl in, in Peace Walker a lot of your movement was just crouch up down crouch shoot you know you were very limited. They made it for the, the the system that they were making it for. It was limited to what that console could do or yeah. handheld. But yeah, Beto, like, what was how was your take on on Peace Walker? Uh, I liked it. I I liked that little, everything was short missions that you could just put, pick up and play really quick, or mm-hmm. for, for even if it's just like an hour or two, and there's no crazy cutscenes in it. Um, yeah. Um. That's yeah. I don't remember that game. I only played it played it once, but I remember that that. The very end, when you, what are you fighting? Pause at the end. Yeah, at the end. That um, was, that that really was frustrating for me because I could not beat it. It took me forever to beat that. Yeah. End. Um, oh, to try to figure out how to beat it. That's what it was. It took me long. Once I once I figured it out, it's it a lot easier. Uh, but yeah, that's what I really like about it. Just pick it up and play for a little bit and put it down after. So, mm-hmm. short missions. Uh, something, the uh, um, recruiting people was was fun. I like like using the Fulton in this. Like, yeah, the cool thing about that was like, like yeah. I look forward to using that for for the for right five. Yeah, 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 yeah. Capturing people. Yeah, that was also a mechanic that I really enjoyed in Peace Walker. Was you're basically you had all these mini missions. You can recruit people, but not only that, you were also doing battles where you were fighting tanks helicopters and if you could take those helicopters without doing too much damage or the tanks you could keep them for your base for mm-hmm. your army yeah. and then from there you had like a little mini game where you can send out your best soldiers 
your best aircrafts to fight other to pretty much do war around the world for you you'd go back to it after a mission and you could see a little real quick lame kind of summary or a little animation nothing really big of how it went it how it happened. Like an RPG. yeah how it went down and see if you lost people and sometimes you thought people died but they really just got injured so yeah. they're in the med bay yeah you had to you had to make sure you had enough people for making food cooking supplies Medicine. med bay um increasing your weapons uh, making your weapons better intel like yeah that game had a lot of stuff i think i put like 40 hours into it yeah it was de- it was definitely filled to the brim the one thing i didn't like is that it had um it had a heavy focus on playing with other people um like having a little team of like four people playing it yeah, and yeah. and that's that's where it lost me because it wouldn't scale very well and i i know that's always that's in like really deep reviews that's levied against it where it's like it doesn't scale well but when you like where i got stuck was before you even have to fight pause it was like when you're fighting peace walker and it's like please it, like the strategy guide says if possible attempt with four people and it's just like i get to near the end and i run out of ammo i don't have enough bombs to take it down and i'm yeah. like well i guess i can't play it and it's just like uh jesse was telling me he's like yeah you just have to keep doing it one day like you'll just it, it just happens yeah, and i'm like wow that sucks no, it's like it doesn't that. scale well it's yeah. like or you can just grind for hours and increase like your level and you can get better armor and stuff yeah. i'm like okay that makes sense but at the same time it didn't scale well for me and i'm like i couldn't play it by myself and so that's one of the things i didn't like and so i mean oh, but other than that it was a great game to pick yeah. up and play i got it for the psp it was good when i started playing for the hd it was great but i still preferred it on the psp because All i right. felt that's what it was built for um, but I mean, they, the control scheme was so much better on the on the PS3. Yeah, it was a lot better. Yeah, that's what I played it on too. How'd you feel about Peace Walker, Mickey? Uh, I only played some of it. <laughs> uh, good game. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're getting close to the end, guys. Um, next game we're going to talk about is Metal Gear Solid Five Ground Zeroes. Sometime after the Peace Walker incident, Paz had survived the fall from top of Mother Base after losing a fierce battle to the boss. Eventually, she was rescued by a Belizean fisherman who found her drifting in the Caribbean. After being informed by Miller of her survival, Big Boss suggested her assassination due to her being a cipher agent who had important information about the Militaries San Frontiers Disagreeing with him, Kaz mentioning another plan, he stated that MSF's friends at Cypher suspected Paz could be a double agent. Kaz also informed Big Boss that Paz is being held for interrogation at the Camp Omega, a maximum security prison facility on the southern tip of Cuba, on communist soil and outside of U.S. legal jurisdiction. Meanwhile, there was an upcoming U.N. nuclear inspection of Mother Base the perfect timing of which made Miller doubt Paz leaked information about the nature of MSF. At last, Big Boss and Miller both agreed that the wisest action is to save Paz, who was their only link to Cypher, along with Chico, who was held as a prisoner somewhere close to Paz's location after taking upon a rescue mission himself, due to him having feelings for Paz. At midnight on March 16, 1975, Big Boss began his mission alone and infiltrated Camp Omega from its southern cliff. Do 
This was something a little bit different that they ended up doing for Metal Gear for this new Phantom Pain. They ended up pretty much making a little side mission available separately a year before the Phantom Pain comes out, which was Metal Gear Solid 5 Ground Zeroes, which when you fought Paz, you thought she died, but they ended up finding her, keeping her at a camp called Camp Omega. And pretty much the person that captured her was that we still don't know a lot of these people, but his name is Skullface. Um, Chico, who was a character in Peace Walker, fell in love with Paz and tried to save her. So now your mission is to infiltrate the camp by yourself as Big Boss and pretty much capture Paz. Um, from what I got from it is that um, Big Boss wanted to interrogate her to find out what she knew about um, what what uh, what like what she had told the U.S. government because they were getting investigated uh, for having nuclear oh, weapons because of Zeke, uh, Metal Gear Zeke, and so that's why when he found out she was alive, he was like, "Oh, I need to capture her," and that's like you learn about that in the tapes that he they learn she's alive, and then Chico hears about it, and Chico kind of started falling in love with her, so he takes off to go try to get her, and Big Boss is like. Well, F Chico, I'm not going to go get him. And then the the sister tells him, no, you need to go get my brother. And Huey um, decided, you know, he tells him, no, you got to go get him. He knows too much. At the very least, that's why you need to get him. Yeah. Okay, so that's why Big Boss goes. And it ends up being a trick because obviously Paz ends up blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's yeah. the bomb. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> the game got intense really yeah, yeah, quickly. Yeah. What do you think of uh, Ground Zeroes, Joe? What, what's your what's your take on the Ground Zeroes, Joe? Uh, it's expensive demo. <laughs> I know everyone always talks about how, how much fun they've had with you know demos and like the Metal Gear Solid Two demo and everything. How you had to pay the X amount of dollars to get it and everything. Like, you know, to, you're paying for Zone of Enders to get the demo. That's what you paid for. It was like what it was like thirty bucks. I think it ended up being yeah, when it was thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. Um, it was cool. It was a very, very. Um, it was a good way to kind of get a feel. Uh, not so much a feel for the actual game story, but just a feel for the mechanics and for what you're gonna be. You know, you know, it, to kind of get you ready for that. It was like a, a playable teaser. Yeah, like. <laughs> oh my god! I see what you did there. Thank you, Bethel. <laughs> and uh, except that was actually free. Um, and uh, I didn't say anything about money. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it it was good. I mean, I liked it, but I'm just I'm not big on you know, like you know, played. I was like, yeah, it's a demo. It's a good demo. Spent thirty dollars on this demo, which the other day went free. Went free. So I was like, oh, cool. All right, thirty dollars. <laughs> but um, you know, I I dug it. I I think I I started. I played it at a time where I've been kind of in and out. I don't want to say I'm burned out on games. I'm still, I'm not obviously if I'm here fucking talking about them every week, but uh, just, I guess it sours me a little bit. A lot of the, for me personally, like a lot of the BS, you know, $30 for this demo and yeah, I know all the past and just other stuff that's gone on. It kind of just, I don't know. I was in a little, I'm, I'm in a, I was at that time, especially I was in this moment where I was like, this is just bullshit. <laughs> just me personally. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. It was cool. And I, you know, it's, I, I can't wait for the actual full game to come out. But I just, when I, when I played it at the time, I just kind of like, kind of just was, I guess it was, uh, my eyes were a little 
I saw it differently than just actually looking at the game and being excited for it. Yeah, yeah. I was focusing on all the other bullshit around it, the price, and just I was like, ah. So, um, but you know, I hope, you know, I hope it's a it's a good in, uh, indication of what the the full game's going to be like. Mm-hmm. You know, it controlled really well. Yeah. I you know I really really enjoyed it. It looked fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. you know, it plays really well. Yeah. Like that's yeah, probably like the one smoothest like Metal Gear game to date. Like controls are tight. Movements tight, um, graphically it looks fantastic. Yeah, that, rain, that opening sequence, and everything yeah, everything with the rain. Really good, yeah. They're setting everything up, and, and it did it did excite me. And and I, I mean, I won't lie, I was surprised. Like, oh, it's over. Like, I was expecting like two hours, but you can beat it within an hour. But uh, infiltrating ca- the camp, what? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Oh yeah, you can do yeah. it in ten minutes. That's true. Um, you infiltrate the camp, you find Chico, you take him to the helicopter, find Paz, and then the whole cinematic happens. I, I think the idea was, though, to give you a small taste of this. Yeah. It's a sandbox here. Yeah. Just mess around with the mechanics, with the you know the controls. This is a small taste of what you're going to get, you know? Yeah, and, and actually what I'm anticipating with that is Phantom Pain isn't going to be slow at the beginning. It's just going to toss you right in because it's expecting you to have played yeah, Ground Zeroes. And I think that's yeah. going to happen. I, I hope it does because yeah. I don't want to have to spend an hour, like, relearning how to play I already know how to play it by now, you know, and I, I hope they expect that. Unlike the Destiny uh, Alpha and Beta. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> you know... The one thing though that that I like, I have a unique experience with Ground Zeroes is I, I bought it on PS3, right? And it, it scales so well. Like the 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 main difference that I noticed, like gameplay wise, is it runs at 30 frames rather than 60, right? But it's like you don't feel input lag. Uh, it just feels like the old Metal Gears did to me, and it, it like it plays fine, it looks fine. Because um, Jesse was asking me what I thought of it when I played the next gen, and I'm like, I just noticed higher higher textures and a, a longer draw distance, but the game was exactly the same. The rain still happened the same way. It was that I thought that was amazing, um, and it, it was it was so neat how it scaled. And then I played it on PC, and you can scale it even higher or you can scale it lower. And it's 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 such a the engine works so well. And so when the when the new one comes out, I I would assume that nothing is gonna get cut at least visual wise. Um, the only thing I can maybe see being cut is some limits to how if any social features are implemented, those might get cut. Um, but gameplay wise it is in terms of level design i really hope none of it gets cut um it shouldn't i mean given that the engine is so scalable but that was it was neat how the game runs Metal Gear Solid 5 The Phantom Pain coming out this Tuesday. I mean, like, what, what are, what's everyone most excited about? Like, what, what are you looking forward to in the game? Like, everything we've been waiting for, everything we've seen, like, Bethel, what are, what are you most excited for? Uh, just different ways that you can accomplish missions. I saw, I saw um, some of the demos that they did a couple weeks ago, and yeah. uh, that was pretty exciting. Just see a different take on somebody, 
somebody doing the same mission just in a different way. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, just the openness also. Just like, it seems like you could do a lot in that game. It's like uh, it just finding everything, like looking. Because I know, like me, I'm gonna try to go every single every single place in that map to try, just try to figure out see what's what. Like I'm pretty sure there's gonna be a bunch of Easter eggs in, the, in that too. Yeah. So that's, I'm looking forward to the openness of, the, of that game. It really, and one thing I thought that was pretty cool is with, with Ground Zeroes, it, you got your sandbox, but I, from what I've read and from what I heard, it really is like a sandbox type game with Metal Gear. It, it is, at least that's what I read. Like a lot of the elements are very sandbox. You'll be able to go here, go up there. You're not following, really following the full on structure of, I mean, there's probably some structure, but like, you know how at times in four and in a lot of the games it's linear. There's some linear moments. You, yeah, you're you're doing things the way you want, but you're still getting going from point A to point B. I had read something a lot that you know it was. It seems like it's more of a of like your sandbox style. Go here, go there, do it your way. It's this one big open map. You know, um, I'm looking. You know, so that sounds cool. I'm looking forward to the crazy shit though. Yeah, I'll be real. <laughs> I like want a, uh, the using wacky. Using the, the full ton on cows. Lucky. <laughs> 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 I'm looking for I want to see the wacky shit and that's generally the puppies following you yeah Dude, the bikini box <laughs> <laughs> the the box the box is my my thing I'm like oh my god return of the box box is life return <laughs> of the box yeah and it, it's like it's gonna be such a such a good game I'm so excited I'm like so stoked like you know, whatever console I get it on, I know it's gonna be a great game. It's 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 gonna be fine. I that will be a game that I very likely buy twice, <laughs> and I will I will not regret it. I will spend that hundred and twenty dollars. It's like I want it now, you know. And it's it's such a good. It, it looks so good. It looks like a culmination of a polished, you know, four a polished, uh, you know, Peace Walker with the with the correct technology to take advantage of short missions, but it's giving you a big chunk of what to do. You it, it probably maybe 30 minutes of story within the mission, right? But it might take you two hours to beat because you do all kinds of other stuff while you're out in the field. And that's what I think is going to be cool. And, and I mean, some of the some of the base building stuff, I'm not as excited about. That wasn't the big thing for me in Peace Walker. But that'll be cool because you can probably make the game harder or easier based uh, on how much of that you do. So that'll be neat. Uh, that's something I'm like, I want to I wanna pink uh, Outer Heaven. That's what I want. Cause you can customize customize yeah, it really well, right? <laughs> I'll make my you want pink. a pink outer heaven, or you Not want pink. pink in outer heaven? What? What? Pink yeah. in? No, pink. The oh yeah, the singer. singer? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Does right. have pink playing out uh, <laughs> on the radio? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want a dog. I just want to have a dog and be like, hey, go over there and grab that. Bite. Yeah, bite the fuck out of that guy. Uh. I think just like a closing to Big Boss's story. Finally, Jesus. It's finally over. We hope. Yeah. Watch out for number six. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Made by Gearbox. (laughs) That's basically it. Just like closing to the story. Yeah, and I think that for me, it's. uh, I agree with Miggy. Like, these last two trailers compared to every other metal gear trailer for every game that's come out it's always been you know it's a huge you know oh here's the spectacle this is what you can do and then cheeky humor at the end but at the end of these last two it's just been nothing but being dark and it seems like this is where big boss comes back from a nine-year coma 
everything that Zero's done, everything that happened with Paz, all that stuff. It just seems like we'll finally see what makes him turn. We know that it, a lot of it was because of the boss and her murder, but something has to happen where we find out what sends him over the edge. And Because those last two, two trailers are just like, him killing I'm pretty sure it's his soldiers they you know it you know they're like something's going on where they're like like kind of like trying to take him down and he just straight shoots him in the gut shoots one guy in the head um and even this last one which was like some dialogue but a straight new order is it new order or I don't know what um a straight just like him bloody bloody face yeah. smashing the the glass it's just it seems like it's going to be... It's going to have the the weird, funny humor of Metal Gear, but it's going to be darker. And I'm excited to see, like, how it ends. You know? But um, with that, um, this is the end of the special Metal Gear Solid podcast. Um, I want to thank everyone involved. I want to thank Beto, Joe, Miggy, and Nick. Uh, Miggy and Nick are both from the Bits and Pieces podcast which you can find on shoutengine.com. And you can also check them out on their YouTube channel for the Bits and Pieces podcast. And before you know, before we go, uh, I just want to say, being a fan of Kojima, everything is done. All the hard work his team has put into all these games, um, the years of just fun and and you know humor and the joy I've gotten out of it and I'm sure you guys have too um, the fans it's really it's really hard it's 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 just kind of it sucks with everything that's going on with him and his name being taken off of the games and everything that's going on with Konami and and you know taking the higher road not really gonna say much about Konami with everything, I just want to say, like, to everybody and his team, everyone that works hard on the games, I just want to thank him because it's a series that just I love and I've fallen in love with, and, and it means a lot to me. Um, Don't you dare cry. I, no, I mean, I... Dude, you're right. Why are you guys getting water? You're going to cry? Do not do it. You know, just, um... Thank <laughs> you, Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> um... I just, uh, yeah, man. I, I don't know. I, do you guys want to share anything, uh, your feelings on him? Or, or feelings on him? Um, I mean, I you and really happy that I fucking found these games that I really enjoy since I was in, like, middle school, high school. I hope you continue to make batshit crazy games. <laughs> I hope your next game is fucking even crazier. Uh, I personally hope that your next game is even a big big middle finger to fucking Konami, personally. Sorry, I know you're not going to yeah. do But I am, but I just think it's stupid. Um, that, that whole deal. And um, <clears throat> hopefully it ends with you directing Hellboy 3. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> I mean, it was a great game series. I'm glad it's finally ending because, you know, I think it's overdue, the ending, to a little bit. But uh, it was a great game. I'm really glad you showed Nick 
having Nick showing me, considering I was only in one room. <laughs> and that sparked my enjoyment for, like, a few years. So, yeah. And, and I'll say thank you to the to the dev team, too, because it's like, it was a staple of my, my childhood of, you know, every year coming and visiting and then playing a new Metal Gear game. Like, every year, it was just like, oh, new, new one, new one, new one, or whatever, you know, that was super cool. So it's like, it's been like a family thing, and I think that was super awesome. And, you know, without that game, you know, I would have stopped coming because, like, fuck Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding, but it's like, it's so awesome, you know, that it... it, it it brings so many people together from different walks of life, and that was super yeah. cool. So, like, thanks to the devs, yeah, and we support you. Hope you go on to do great, great stuff. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's all, that's all I got to say. Rest in peace, Kojima. <laughs> it sounds like we we're talking about, like, yeah, he died. Yeah, yeah. He's not actually dead, though. <laughs> oh, he's not? Yeah. No. But I just want to say from from all of us, all fans, um, we're, I mean, we'll follow everything you'll do even after this. It doesn't have to be Metal Gear. You You have so many ideas from games you've worked on, from Police Knots to Snatchers. Yeah, I mean, if you're not busy, if you ever want to come on the show, I mean. But, yeah, I just l- like to say that, I mean, f- from all of us, like, thank you. And, um, yeah, we are Diamond Dogs. We are Diamond Dogs. We are Diamond Dogs. We are Diamond Dogs. We are Diamond Dolphs. Fuck! <laughs> we, we are Diamond Dolphs. <laughs> and Kojima, we know that the best is yet to come.
Hello? Yes, it's me, sir. Yes. Yes, yes. The recording just ended. No, they didn't know it was me all along. I got the information you needed. Everything on both groups. I don't think they thought I was the double agent. But I will get the information out there soon enough. <laughs> it's funny. They actually thought I was their friend. It's sad, really. No, I'll be back in headquarters in the next few hours. Well, you have yourself a good day, too, Mr. President of Konami. Thank <laughs> you.